Coming up on the Cliff Notes Podcast Week 8 pregame show, we will break down the instant classic between Mid Buchanan and East Buchanan. Plus, four KCI teams make the Class 1 Missouri State rankings, and Hamilton and West Platte match up at a huge conference showdown. We'll preview all of that and so much more on the Cliff Notes Podcast Week 8 pregame show. And welcome everybody here to the Cliff Notes Podcast. I am your host, Clifton Groups. This is segment two of our week eight pregame show where we preview the KCI and the GRC 11-man divisions. Before we head into week eight, let's go ahead. Let's recap week seven. That was the KCI and the GRC. In an instant classic in Fawcett, Mid Buchanan was able to edge out East Buchanan. 28-21 was the final score there. We'll recap that game in detail here in just a little bit. Hamilton over Plattsburgh, 57-14. West Platte over North Platte, 54-14. Lathrop in a defensive game beats Lawson, 8-0. Polo over Princeton, 41-18. Trenton over Maysville, 34-8. Milan over South Harrison, 28-7. And Gallatin over Putnam County, 38-6. That is your Week 7 scoreboard. We will preview Week 8 here after a quick commercial break. You're listening to the Clip Dutch Podcast Week 8 pregame show. And welcome everybody back to the Cliff Notes Podcast Week 8 pregame show. Now the first thing we are going to do before we look ahead to Week 8 is we're going to recap real quick the big instant classic between East Buchanan and Mid Buchanan that took place in Fawcett, Missouri last Friday night. I want to give a huge shout out to both East Buchanan and Mid Buchanan. Thank you so much to the student sections. Y'all, y'all showed out Friday night. Definitely shout out. To both crowds for getting excited, getting it on for the big game. It was truly a great atmosphere on both sides there. Let's go ahead and let's recap this big game. And the first quarter, after both teams traded punts, uh, Blake Hunter returned um, a Bulldog punt. He returned it at the 17-yard line of East Buchanan. That punt return set up a Rollins Brandt to Caden Bailey. 14-yard touchdown pass to make it 7, to make it, yeah, six, seven, nothing. Yeah, seven, nothing. East Buchanan, or no, seven, nothing. Mid Buchanan. Sorry about that. Seven, nothing. Mid Buck here, and then um after another um East Buck punt, um Xavier R. Aaron Beulah had a thirty-seven yard run all the way down to the ten yard line, which set up an eight yard quarterback keeper from Rollins Brant. That made it thirteen, nothing. Mid Buchanan, and that would be the score we would end the first quarter with. And the second quarter, it was all Bulldogs. First East Buchanan score of the quarter. Trevor Klein runs it in from eight yards out. That makes it um 14 to 6. Yeah, 14 to 6. Yeah. 14 to 6 um East Buck. And then um Connor Muster later on in the quarter finds Luke Webb from 18 yards out to give East Buchanan the lead. 14 to 13. Actually, it was 13 to 7. Sorry. And then 14 to 13. East Buck. That would be the score we would go to halftime with. And then in the third quarter, East Buchanan strikes first on a half at a on a halfback option pass from Crew Conaway to Connor Musser. I didn't get the yardage on that, but it made it 21-13 East Buck. Um there'll be a couple plays there. Um Connor Musser um threw an interception. Um Bla- uh, Blake Hunter came in. Um Rollins Brandt suffered an ankle injury um before the before halftime, uh, so Blake Hunter took over at quarterback. So 
Hunter threw an NIT. Connor Musser threw one. So um, Trevor Klein fumbled on a pitch. So that that quarter, the third quarter, that Connor went to Connor Musser halfback option. That was the only score of the third quarter there. And then the fourth quarter, then things started getting exciting. Midbuck, a Blake Hunter ran in from 19 yards on a 19-yard touchdown run. Hunter also ran it in on the two-point conversion. That ties the game at 21 apiece. The next possession, Cage Burns takes a 55-yard interception to the house for a touchdown to give them a 28-21 lead. Cade Bailey would pick off Musser on the very next possession after that. But then with a minute, a minute 28 left, um, East Buchanan was able to drive all the way down to the field. They drove all the way to the mid-buck red zone um, until Ben Pugh made a sack to end the game. So that gives Mid-Buchanan the victory 28-21 over East Buchanan. And with that, we're going to take a look at the KCI standings as they stand right now. Mid-Buchanan leads the pack at 5-0 in the record, 7-0 overall. East Buchanan is 4-1 in the conference, 6-1 overall. Also, West Platte also stands at 4-1 in the conference, 6-1 overall. But East Buchanan holds the tiebreaker there with a head-to-head -head victory in Week 5. Hamilton 3-2 in the league, 5-2 overall. Lawson's 2-3, 2-5 overall. Lathrop won their first league game last week over Lawson, which puts them at 1-4, 1-6 overall. Plattsburgh's also 1-4 in the KCI, 1-6 in the overall in the season, and then North Platte rounds out the standings 0-5 in the conference, 0-7 overall. Here's the schedule for Week 8 in the KCI Conference. It is Mid-Buchanan on the road at Plattsburgh. The Dragons coming off a very emotional win over their rival East Buchanan. They may have to do it, though, without the services of their starting quarterback, Rollins Brent. As I mentioned there in the highlights, um, he injured his ankle before halftime in that game, so... We don't know when Rollins is going to come back. He may come back this game. He may come back later in the season. We don't know yet because I'm not a doctor. So the, we let the doctors do their job there. But um, Rollins, uh, we don't, we'll don't. we find out whenever he gets back, though. But it may very well be Blake Hunter starting at quarterback for mid-Buchanan. We had the opportunity this week to talk to the head coach of the Dragons, Aaron Fritz. We talked about that instant classic against East Buchanan and a look ahead to a tough KCI conference challenge with Plattsburgh. And we're here on the Clip Dust Podcast. We are continuing on with our Week 8 pregame show. We are here with the head coach of the Mid Buchanan Dragons, Aaron Fritz. Coach, how are you? I'm doing well, buddy. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Um, coach, um, had a couple days to kind of um, sit on it a little bit. Um, I think one of the best of high school football games, uh, probably the best high school football game I've attended live this year, took place in Fawcett on Friday night as um, – your team had a second-half comeback to defeat your rival, East Buchanan. 28-21 to 21 was the final score. Coach, just uh, walk us through your thoughts uh, several days later. Um, I, still, I still feel the same way I, I felt when we talked on Friday night, man. Like, I'm, I'm proud of our kids. I'm proud of their effort. I'm proud of they, how they overcame some adversity and battled through things when things weren't going our way. And, um, you know, I'm just, I'm just so proud of our kids. We – we came out as good as you could. We started out well. We got up 13 nothing. We did a bunch of little things right. And then one of the worst things that could have happened happened, and we lost our quarterback and um, defensive lineman in Rawlings. And, you know, we just had a bunch of kids step up. They they did what we asked them to. They adjusted. 
Um, they made big plays when we asked them to, and we just kept grinding until we could find a way to uh, get something we wanted to get to. And we got to that point. The kids put a big drive together, got a big four-town conversion, and we were able to score. And then after that, I mean, defensively we exploded. We got a pick six. We got another pick after that. And we had a chance to kind of put the game away and just couldn't finish it off and got down to the four-yard line. And, you know, maybe we could have kicked a field goal, maybe not. I felt like it was better to make them go 96 yards and try to beat us instead of maybe blocking a field goal. And, and we made that decision. And, you know, defensively they had to run a hook and ladder and get a pass interference and get a couple other calls to get down there where they got close. But we were able to get a sack when we needed to and ended the game. So very proud of our kids, very proud of their effort. And I'm just I'm, – I'm so proud of them for how hard they played. Absolutely. I want to commend uh, your guys' uh, your guys was uh, students, your guys' student section, your fan base there. Um, just great energy all night. What was it like really playing, really? Uh, did you feel the energy on the sideline, kind of how I felt it? Like, especially during that pick six, I felt the energy of your crowd really, really get into the game. Well, see, that's what I've always told my wife is I've never turned around early before and paid attention and, like, taken it all in how many people are ever there. And I didn't do that the other night either. I just kind of get lost in the moment. But, man, you talk about loud. It was, it was about as loud as I've ever heard it in a game after uh, Cage had that pick six. It was big time. Um, great play by Cage, but kind of the unknown and left out there. His lane leader was the one that applied pressure and hit him while he was throwing it and got Cage uh, available to go make that play. But it was so loud. and um, Yeah, I think our kids fed off of it too because if you watch the film and see the extra point, we make the extra point and our kids are jumping up and down like we just won the game on an extra point because they were so excited everything was going um, the way we wanted it to go. So great atmosphere, great game, and um, two pretty good football teams squaring off, and hopefully um, we get the opportunity to meet them again down the road if we're able to make it that far. Absolutely, definitely. Shout out to uh, East Buck and Coach Ritter and their their squad, too. They did a tremendous job in that game, too. But, Coach, um, final two weeks of the season, you guys are on the road, a little two-game road trip before um, – District play starts um, this week on the road to Plattsburgh. Um, talk about what you've seen on film from Coach Boswell's um, team and what can we expect on Friday? Well, I'll tell you what. Him and Coach Atkins do a great job. They uh, they get those kids playing hard. They're playing confident. And they've had some injuries and things, but they've been having next guys step up and do things like that. So um, credit to them for getting the kids to continue to play hard. And, you know, they've been in a couple close games this year. They've been able to win one of them. Um, unfortunately for them, they haven't gotten a couple more of them that they probably would like to have, but um, they're just they're just so dynamic in what they're doing. They started out the year under center and run some split back stuff, and now they're in their gun, and they sling it around a lot with their sophomore quarterback, Isaiah Howard. That kid's really good, and he's going to be good for a long time. That kid really just kind of has that it factor. and um, We're going to have to do a good job of slowing him down if we want to give ourselves a chance to stop him and then defensively they mix it up they play all sorts of fronts all sorts of blitzes and uh coach Atkins just give you tons of looks so we're gonna have to be really good pre-snap knowing where to line up knowing what to expect and making sure we're confident in what we're doing if we're going to give ourselves a chance to compete well coach I'm definitely looking forward to uh, the tail end of the regular season as we get closer to um district football coach thank you so much every single week you come on and Take a few minutes out of your time to come on the podcast, talk about mid-Buchanan Dragon football. Thank you so much, Coach, and uh, good luck to you guys on the road to Plattsburgh this week. Hey, no problem, Cliff. We always appreciate your coverage, buddy, and, and it was good seeing you Friday night. Hopefully we see you again. That was mid-Buchanan head coach Aaron Fritz on that interview. 
The next game up on the schedule is East Buck looking to rebound after last week's loss to Baby Cannon. They are at home this week hosting Lawson. Bulldogs are 6-1 and one on the regular season while Lawson comes in at 2-5. and five. The Cardinals have been playing a lot better here in this part of the schedule than they did earlier in the season. So I'm expecting Lawson to give East Buck a big, a good game there. So we had an opportunity to talk with the head coach of the Bulldogs, Dan Ritter, after his team's emotional loss to Mid Buchanan and a look ahead to their matchup with Lawson. Here's our interview with Coach Dan Ritter, and that's coming up right now. And we're here on the Cliff Dose Podcast. We are still continuing on here with our Week 8 pregame show. We are here. Uh, let me restart that again. Sorry, my phone went off. You're good. And we're here on the Cliff Dose Podcast. We are continuing on here with our Week 8 pregame show. We are here with the head coach of the East Buchanan Bulldogs, Dan Ritter, is back with us. Coach, how are you? Really good. Thank you for having us. Always a pleasure to have you on. Always a pleasure to talk um, Bulldog football. Coach, um, last Friday night, um, just an instant classic of a football game in Fawcett. Um, guys played really well in the game. Unfortunately, you guys came up short in the end to Mid Buchanan. Third, 28-21 to 21 was the final score. I was, I was absolutely blessed to be able to go to a great football game like that. I thought your boys put on a tremendous performance and um coach uh, what are your thoughts uh, a few days after the game oh in hindsight you look back and you just think about the atmosphere and, and what kind of game that was and and the opponent we were playing and, and you just really kind of kicked yourself uh wishing a couple things would have went differently but at the end of the day that was a great atmosphere and a great football game and we we're proud of uh the way our boys played and uh we're fixing some things, and we're definitely going to get better uh, going forward. I'll tell you, I watched a lot more film after that game, after a loss, than I would have if we won. So I would say we're definitely putting the time in as coaches and as players and, and fixing the things that we need to fix to be better going forward. So hopefully if we do happen to have a chance to see them again, obviously we'll have to take care of business against some really good teams, but uh, that we would fare better maybe next time. Well, Coach, this week um, you're going to have an opportunity to bounce back this week. You guys are back at home in Gower. This time Lawson comes to town. Coach, um, talk about um, your scouting report, what you've seen on film with the Cardinals, and um, what can we expect from this game on Friday? Sure. Lawson can play some defense. They run around, and they can shut you down, and that's what they did against Lathrop last week, holding them to six points, and that's what they did to us last year under Todd Dunn's crew against us, and, and we lost 6-12. to 12. So if, uh, if we're still sputtering offensively, it's going to be a long, rough game. I can tell you that. So we better come out firing all cylinders, better do our jobs and pay attention to detail, and uh, hopefully tomorrow night we'll be in our favor. Well, Coach, um, thank you so much for um, coming on the podcast. Really look forward to that game to see how the KCI – shapes up the rest of the year and how how class one district eight shapes up and um thank you so much for uh, coming on the podcast and um good luck to you and your boys this week against lawson thank you very much sir talk to you soon that is east buchanan head coach dan ritter on that interview the next matchup that we're going to be talking about it's a big one we're going to run down um mid buchanan is number two in class one 
East Buck is number five. And then this matchup, number seven, Hamilton, is on the road in Weston to take on number eight, West Platte. Four teams in the KCI are ranked in the state. And this is a big-time matchup for both these teams. West Platte has Hamilton and Mid-Buck at home to round out the season while Hamilton is on the road to West Platte and then has a home game against Lawson the last week of the season. This is a huge matchup here, Hamilton at West Platte. We had an opportunity to talk to both head coaches ahead of this big-time matchup, but we're going to kick that off by hearing from the head coach of the Hamilton Hornets, Alex Lloyd. And we're here on the Cliff Dust Podcast. We are continuing on here with segment two of the week eight pregame show. We are here with the head coach of the Hamilton Hornets. Alex Lloyd is back with us. Coach, how are you? I'm good. How are you, Cliff? I'm doing great. We're getting closer and closer to um, district football. So, um, Coach, um, last week um, you guys rebounded from a tough loss to Midbuck a couple weeks ago, uh, rebounded by defeating Plattsburgh. 57 to 14 with the final score, coach. Um, just your thoughts on the ball game? Yeah, you know, I, I really like the way we came out. We started fast, you know, and that, that's a big emphasis. Ultimately, there's still going to be a ton of football, um, specific things, technical things that have to be cleaned up. Um, but you know, we started fast. You know, that that was the emphasis because against Mid Buck and East Buck, our two losses, um, we started slow. And you know, there's probably some other games where we've started slow and we've got away with it. Um, but, you know, good teams uh, expose you when you start slow, and the, those two Buchanan schools did that. So, um, you know, we said, hey, we want to come out to Plattsburgh homecoming night. They're struggling a little bit. We want to start fast. We want to jump on them. Um, you know, we really want to get after them for a half, and then we want to get those subs in the second half. And, uh, you know, that's what we did, and it was, it was a good thing. Well, Coach, uh, we, uh, how great the KCI is. Uh, the KCI now has four teams ranked in the state poll, including you guys and your opponents this week. West Platte, a trip to Weston for you guys this week. Uh, Coach, just uh, talk about what you see for film on the Blue Jays and what can we expect on Friday? Uh, you expect a lot of running the ball from both teams. I'd say, you know, if you watch the film, there's a, there's a no, no denying that these are two power run teams, two physical teams, two teams that are, uh, you know, going to get after it in the trenches. And there may be a little bit of, hey, we know what you're going to do. Um, but stop it because we're going to come punch you in the face and how are you going to respond? And I think you see that out of both teams. So it's uh, it's going to be an exciting physical matchup down there in Weston this Friday. Absolutely. It should be a fun one. Um, I know I said on Twitter um, this week that the, the KCI is the uh, best ball class conference in the state. I stand by that. And um, you guys at West Pot are definitely in that mix. And there, I look forward to um, hearing about this matchup. And um, Coach, Thank you so much for coming on the podcast once again, making time. And uh, good luck to you and your boys this week against West Platte. Absolutely, Cliff. Thanks. Thank you so much, Coach Lloyd of the Hamilton Hornets, for coming on the show. But for the first time this season, we had an opportunity to catch up with the head coach of the West Platte Blue Jays. That would be Jim Newstead. We talked about his team leading up to this game. And they look ahead, and he looks ahead to their huge matchup at home against Hamilton. Here's my conversation with head coach Jim Newstead. And we're here on the Clip Dose Podcast. We are continuing on with our week eight pregame show. For the first time this season, we have back the head coach of the West Platte Blue Jays. Jim Newstead is with us. Coach, how are you? I'm doing fine, sir. Thank you for having me. Oh, absolutely a pleasure. Um, coach, um, so far, the, before we get into the Hamilton matchup this week, let's look back at your guys' season so far. Kind of, kind of get you, kind of get up, give the listeners an update here. 
six and one you guys are this season. Um, only loss was a tough loss to East Buchanan. Um, that game came down until the very end there. But so far, you guys have been really, really good this season. Um, ranked in the top ten in the in the class. Um, starting this week. Um, coach, just um, give us a give us um your thoughts on um your team's regular season up to this point. Well, I know, you know, last year we only graduated five seniors, and I thought we had a really good uh, season last year for what we had. So uh, we were bringing back lots of experience. We brought back four running backs in my backfield. I've got Cameron Williams, Emmett Sullivan, Trent Taylor, and Zane Truxel all having pretty good years in my backfield. And I returned three of my five starting alignment. Uh, we had a pretty good core there on offense, so been excited about that. Defensively, we returned everyone but three people, so we knew we were going to have a tough defense, and our defense has done well for us this year. So far, we've held all of our opponents to 600 yards of passing, 500 yards of rushing, so 1,100 yards. Well, meanwhile, we've tallied up about 2,500 yards of offense, so we've kind of doubled our opponent's offense. So we're kind of excited about that. Uh, defensively, I got Lamar Henderson, who's on the D-line. He's doing a great job for me this year and making a lot of noise there. And Zane Trucks, my middle linebacker, He's only about 150 pounds. He's probably the smartest and toughest kid I know on the football team. So he's done a lot of good things for us. Uh, offense, I can't. I mean, I can't brag enough about my offensive line. I got five good linemen there, and they've been blocking well. We've been doing a pretty good job running the ball. Uh, we're about 1,700 yards rushing and about 600 yards passing. So we're more of a run team. A lot of that has to do with us losing Mason Montez at quarterback in the loss of week. So I kind of limit our throwing a little bit, but. We're pretty good at running, and we don't mind establishing the run. Well, Coach, you, uh, like I said, you guys are up 6-1 and one on the season. You guys had a chance to add to the win column um, last week with a 54-14 to 14 win over North Platte. Coach, just um, talk about your team's performance in that game. Well, it's, it's for the tobacco stick, so it doesn't, it's not, it doesn't take much to get them far out to play in North Platte. Uh, North Platte had, were, down, were down a few players, so. I think they dressed out 22 against us, but I told the kids we wanted to get off to a quick start and an early start. We want to look like a team that is planning on winning the next couple of ball games, so we didn't want to come out sloppy, and that we did. I think we were 34-0 in the first quarter and 54-0 to by half. Uh, we held North Platte to 25 yards of total offense in the first half. Uh, second half, we went strictly with the JV kids and the backup reserves, so they all got to play the second half. So we got everyone to play that night. We had some success, and we had some touchdowns by everyone. So it was a good night. Well, Coach, um, this se- uh, the last two games of the regular season, you guys have a two-game homestand coming up. Um, two tough home games to, at the least here um, with this week, starting with um, Hamilton coming to Weston to take on you guys. Coach, um, talk about what you've seen on film from the Hornets and what can we expect from this football game on Friday? Well, you're going to expect a pretty physical ball game. I think we both like to run the ball a lot. I know Penny can throw the ball pretty well, too. Their quarterback, Tucker Ross, is a pretty good quarterback. He can run. He can scramble. Uh, he makes some plays. He's kind of a Brett Favre-looking guy once in a while. You see him flipping the ball here or there. So he's a real threat for them. So we're going to have to do a good job of defending him. And they got a couple of good running backs moving in from Cameron from last year that's helped them out, both the Spear boys, Ty Spear and Bryson Spear. Uh, I know Ty's probably a little banged up. I, I suspect he'll play against us. Um, good running backs there. And then you got Nixendorf at the line. He's not the only lineman, but he's probably by far the best lineman in the conference. And he's got some good linemen around him. So it's going to be a physical ball game. We both like to run the ball. We both like to play some sound defense. You're not going to see much blitzing. You're going to see a lot of people just being sound in the run. 
I think it's going to be an exciting ball game. And like I told my kids today, it's going to be the team that makes the least amount of mistakes that's going to come on top. Whoever has the least amount of turnovers, penalties, big big play situations, special teams, it's going to come down to a bunch of small things that everyone has to do well. Well, Coach, um, I always I talked about on Twitter this week how the KCI is um, – I call it the best um, – small class conference in the entire state. I mean, four, uh, half of the class one rankings are with filled with KCI teams. So this matchup with Hamilton should be absolutely exceptional on Friday night. Coach, thank you so much for coming on the podcast for the first time this season. Um, we look forward to talking with you some more this season, and good luck to you and your boys against Hamilton. Thank you. I appreciate, appreciate your coverage. We look forward to it, and we look forward to the challenge. Thank you so much, Coach Newstead of the West Platte Blue Jays for coming on. The last matchup of the KCI Conference has North Platte on the road at Lake Mules won their first conference game of the season against Lawson, while North Platte looks at their first win in the conference standings against Lathrop. That is a big game for both of those teams. And the JRC, let's quickly run down the standings in the 11-man division. Three, three teams are tied at the top of the conference with a 4-1 record. That would be Polo, Gallatin, and Trenton. Well, Polo does hold the advantage over both teams due to head-to-head -head victories against both Gallatin and Trenton. Trenton and Gallatin do meet up this week in Week 8. At 3-2, and two, Milan and South Harrison are tied at that spot. Milan beat South Harrison last week. And then Maysville over Putnam County um, in the standings there at 1-4. Maysville does own a victory over Putnam County. And then Princeton rounds out the GRC standings. At 0-5. Now, Milan is on the road this week at Polo. That game will be broadcasted on 100.1 on your FM dial there. So, Milan and Polo. Coach John Dabney against Coach Kyle Ross. Milan against Polo. This should be a big one in the GRC. We had an opportunity to talk to the head coach of the Polo Panthers, Kyle Ross, ahead of this big matchup. And we're here on the Cliff Notes Podcast. We are continuing on with our Week 8 pregame show. We are here with the head coach of the Polo Panthers, Kyle Ross is back with us. Coach, how are you? I'm doing fine, Cliff. Thanks for having me on. Always a pleasure. Um, coach, um, your team ran your record to 6-1 um, and one on the regular season with a 41-18 to 18 win over Princeton on Friday night. Coach, just some walks through the game. Well, we just – I wanted to get back to – I wanted to show the guys that we still could do some things that we did for years. Um, so, to be honest, we only attempted three passes. We ran the ball 53 times for four, just under 440 yards. Um, like I said, I just wanted to show – we've been, you know, with our base stuff. We just did a lot of our base stuff, like make sure we're blocking the right people, make sure we're two hands on the football, all those things. Because um, I wanted them to see – I mean, we'll have to be able to do that to either close out a game, maybe to close out a half. You know, when it's cold and nasty out, just, just those things. We have to be able to run what essentially is the heart of what we, we're good at. Um, and then we've also been, you know, we're evolving right now. i got that young man playing quarterback, and you know, we threw the ball really well the prior two weeks, and we're, we're getting, a, you know, to where we have, you know, about seven different guys that have catches and nine, Four or five of them have touchdowns, and we're, I mean, so we're we're able to do some things that in years past we haven't been able to do. So last last week though against Princeton, long story short, 
they weren't like twice our size up front, so we wanted to just go kind of old school, and that's what we did. I tell you what, I tell you one thing that does travel well in uh, cold weather is a good running game, and uh, it seems like you guys have a great running game there, Coach. Uh, but this Friday night, it's Senior Night at Polo. Going to be at home hosting Milan this week. Uh, Milan has been a staple in the GRC 11-man division for several years now. Uh, Coach, uh, what have you seen on film from them, and um, what can we expect on Friday? Well, I mean, they have I, – I know their coaches really well. Got a Hall of Fame coach, got an assistant coach that might end up in the Hall of Fame too, you know, um, with Coach Dabney and Coach Cole. I mean, they're going to be really – really good as far as techniques go uh what you'll see if you came and watched is about you know 480 pounds of running back <laughs> they have two two brothers that are huge they run the football um so there's no mystery of what you know where they're going to have success on offense if they're going to have it and then those two guys are are hard to deal with as defensive linemen as well so um you know it's i don't think it'll be a mystery to where the football is being funneled to, you know, and, and what we'll need to do. It's just going to be a matter of, you know, if our guys will stand up to the challenge. You know, we're going to have to do things. We're going to have to, you know, keep doing things that got us to this point, like getting 11 hats to the football running there, you know, understanding our blocking scheme, executing it. You know, if we're throwing the ball, we have to catch it. You know, if we're – we can't no, – no plays off. So, um you know that's that's kind of that. I don't I don't think they'll hurt themselves, and we're going to have to be tough enough to to stand that that charge. Well, coach, I think it's going to be a great ball game on Friday night. Thank you so much for um, coming on the podcast once again, and uh, good luck to you and your boys this week against Milan. Well, I appreciate it, Cliff. Thank you so much, Coach Kyle Ross, for coming on the podcast. Um, other matchups in the GRC include Trenton on the road at Gallatin, Princeton is at South Harrison, and then Putnam County is at Maysville. That will round out the Grand River Conference 11-man division schedule. That will do it for segment two of the Week 8 pregame show. Our third and final segment, we will break down the big eight-man eight -man top five matchup between Stanbury and East Atchison. We hear for the first time ever from Worth County head coach John Adwell, Devin and Anthony stop by the show, and then we have our first ever conversation with the head coach of the Atchison County Tigers. That would be Alex Thornburg. We talked to him about his team and their matchup with Republic County this week. That is on the very last segment of the Week 8 pregame show. Definitely stay tuned to that. But until then, take care, everybody.